Thank you for listening to the Firelife Church Podcast. For more information on Firelife Church in Irving, Texas, please visit wearefirelife.org. We pray the Lord blesses you greatly through this message. I want to read a story right out of Luke chapter 2. And then we're going to do our candlelight ceremony at the very end. <clears throat> Thank you all for being here. This is so awesome. I, I, this is amazing. You came out on a rainy day. The presence of the Lord is here. Come on. Oh, he's here. So this is, this is raw, right? This is like from Monday. So this is not like a prepped sermon. This is something that I discovered in my Bible reading on Monday and some study. And I, I was going to save it for later because I, this is too good to just throw it together. And the Lord's like, no, I want you to share it right now. And so in, in Luke chapter 2, so they read 1 through 20. Mandy finished with 1 through 20 where Mary said, everything you said, be, let it happen. Be it unto me as you have spoken. The things you said, let it happen. And then right after that, so Luke chapter 2, verse 21. It says, and when eight days were completed for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus, the name given to the angel before he was conceived in the womb. So Jesus was Jewish and he followed Jewish tradition and he was circumcised on the eighth day as he was supposed to. He went through the ceremonial process. The eight days mattered. He did what the law said to do. Amen. He was where he was supposed to be. His family obeyed. They followed the rules of God, right? I just want you to see this through here. And then verse 22, it says, now when the days of her purification, so now Mary went through a process of purification that was required by the law. Y'all track with me, okay? Like God has rules. Like God has an order to things. So Jesus is born. He's born in the city of Bethlehem. Because, his, because Joseph was of the line of David and he was supposed to be there for the census. Like, do you understand all the things that were happening at this time? All of the moving parts. And they, and they hit every one of these thresholds of prophetic threshold, all right? So Jesus is circumcised on the eighth day. Mary goes through her purification. And according to the law of Moses, it was completed. Then they went to Jerusalem. Come on, the city of David to present him unto the Lord. Again, as it was written in the law of God. So here they are following the rules of God, the, the, the ordinances, the timing of God. So Jesus is born. He's circumcised on the eighth day. Mary goes through her purification process. And then now they go to Jerusalem to bring Jesus, to present him to the priest, to present him unto God. And it was that every male who opens the womb was to be called holy unto the Lord and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves and two young pigeons. And so Jesus and Mary and Joseph go on 40th day. It was required that it happened on the 40th day. All right, everyone say 40th. So on the eighth day, Jesus was circumcised according to the law. Mary fulfilled her purification. I think it's like 21 days or seven, maybe it's seven days on this specific one. And then the 40th day, Jesus is to be presented to God because he was the firstborn male from the womb of Mary, 40 days. And then look at verse 25, watch this. And behold, everyone say behold. There was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. Would you say Simeon? Simeon. Oh, this story, oh my goodness. Simeon, 
And this man was just and devout. He was a holy man. And he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. He was waiting for the light of Israel to, to come. All right? And when the Holy, and the Holy Spirit was upon him, he was baptized in the Holy Spirit. He was a holy man. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he saw the Lord's Christ or the Messiah. Did you hear that? He had a hunger in him to see the Messiah. And the Holy Spirit told him, okay, you're not gonna die before you see him with your own eyes. So he came by the Spirit into the temple. So who led him to the temple? The Holy Spirit. Why was Jesus in the temple? Because they were obeying rules. They were there on the 40th day to present Jesus unto God as tradition told them to do, as the law told them to do. And that just so happened that Simeon, who was promised by the Holy Spirit, he would not die until he saw with his own eyes the Messiah happened to be led by the Holy Spirit to the temple. And guess what happens? And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and he blessed God. Come on. And he said, Lord, now you have let your servant, now you're letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation. Everyone say amen to that. For which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and glory to your people, Israel. And the Bible says that Joseph and his mother marveled at the things that were spoken of Jesus. Then Simeon blessed them and said to, his, to Mary, his mother, behold, this child is destined, come on, say destined, to cause the rise and fall of many in Israel and, a sign, and for a sign which will be spoken against. Yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. Do you see all the things that happened here? Now there's some very interesting, there's not a whole lot of things said in the Bible about Simeon, so you have to dig to find out about this man. But it does say that he was a holy man. He was devout. He was filled with the Holy Spirit and he was led by the Holy Spirit to be in the temple. But what many don't know, and I was doing some research this week and I stumbled on this, and there are many in the Messianic Jewish tradition that believe that this is true. So what I'm sharing with you, many people can argue that this is really what happened through tradition. They believe, many of these scholars believe, that Simeon was perhaps one of 70 men who were tasked with translating the Hebrew and the law into the Septuagint, which is what the priests and the, and the teachers of the law used. So he was a Bible translator, okay? And it happened to fall to him that he was in Isaiah chapter seven when he was translating it from Hebrew into the Septuagint language that they used. <clears throat> and he read Isaiah seven fourteen, and it said, and a virgin shall be with child. And many say that he was offended that a virgin would be with child and that he changed the translation to a young girl will be with child. And many believe that in that moment, the Holy Spirit convicted him and said, you will not die until you see the fulfillment of this through a virgin. So the tradition and the belief is that... That he was 360 years old when Jesus was born. That's what many people believe. You can say, I don't know about that. There's a lot of weird stuff in the Bible, trust me. 
There's a lot of old people. Jared was one of them, my name, right? 960-something years old, like crazy stuff. But many believe that because God spoke, you will not die until you see him. Many believe that he ended up being 360 years old before he saw Jesus. Now, that's awesome. I love that. But you know what, I, what got me this week was where was he? Where did he camp himself out? He camped himself in Jerusalem at the temple because he knew the Bible says, the, the law that he knew said that any child born through the mother, the firstborn son had to be dedicated unto God. And I believe with all my heart that every single day that man went to the temple and just sat and waited around. And I believe he was part of many, many, many ceremonies of, of young boys being brought unto the Lord. And many times he went home, nope, that wasn't him. And he didn't quit. He kept being where he needed to be for the promise of God to be fulfilled. He kept showing up. He kept doing the righteous thing. He kept being led by the Spirit so that one day he would see with his own eyes the salvation of Israel. And finally on this day, come on, he's there doing what he should do because he was led by the Spirit and he sees Jesus and he blesses Jesus and he gives the prophetic word over his life. And then the Bible says that immediately after this encounter, he died because he saw the fulfillment over his life happened. And all I could think about was I want to have that kind of a heart. I want to have a heart that will discipline, that will break myself to just be where Jesus told me to be, to just do what he told me to do. I may not feel it today. I may not think it today. I may not want it today, but he told me that I'm not going to die till I see him. So I'm going to, I'm going to go like a wide receiver in football. They, they run to the spot on the field and the quarterback throws to that spot on the field. I want to be running and be where I'm supposed to be when the ball gets there. I want to be doing my part, waiting for the promises of God to be fulfilled. And I just want to release that over you today, that God has things set for you. They're like breadcrumbs. Come on. The steps of a righteous person are ordered by God. They're there for us. And if we would just be where we're supposed to be, doing what we're supposed to be doing, it may be boring. Do you think that it was fun for him? I, just every day getting dressed and getting, I bet his wife was like, what are you doing, Simeon? I'm going to the temple because the Holy Spirit told me I wouldn't die till I see him. Every single day, every single, I'm sure they're like, here, here's a broom. Do something while you're here. Take care of the place. I believe he probably did. He probably cared for the place so much. And I want to be that kind of a man. Amen. Because God's word cannot fail. How many have seen the painting of, the, of Simeon where he's holding the baby and he's just weeping and crying? The old man, tears running down his face. Like it's one of the most beautiful paintings ever. You can go look it up later. You can probably look it up right now. <laughs> Imagine that. Uh, but this painting of Simeon and just now when you see it, it's very possible. It's very likely that the oral traditions that were passed on through the Jewish teachers and scholars was true. And that this man waited and waited and waited and waited and waited until he saw Jesus with his own eyes. Do not become weary in doing good. Don't say what's the reward of doing good. 
Doing good is the reward. That is the reward. Being in the right place, doing the right things is the reward. It's called righteousness. The answered prayer is not the reward. The fulfilled prophecy is not the reward. It is the fruit of righteousness. I'm going to say that again. The answered prayer, the fulfilled prophecy is not the reward. Righteousness. Come on. Righteousness is the reward. The prophecies, the fulfilled prayers, the fulfilled destinies, those are the fruit of righteousness. And righteousness is being in the right place in right relationship with God. And when we're in that place, we will always have a prophetic life. Hello? Y'all okay? You will live a prophetic life if you're just in the right place at the right time. Amen? Now we're going to uh, just do a quick ceremony here at the end. As you can see, we've got this, I felt like strange, like we don't do candles as Pentecostals. Like I'm like, this is kind of cool. We should probably do candles, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Um, but I thought about it. I was like, well, how are we gonna get everyone to light, light your candle? And then this, is, this is why we're doing this day first. Jesus came as the light of the world. He came into the world as the light. The Bible says that his light shined in darkness and darkness could not overwhelm it. It could not comprehend it. It could not suppress it. Hello? Everyone say that. Jesus is the light of the world. Now, we were once darkness. Ephesians 5.8 even says it literally like that. You were once darkness. It didn't say you were once in darkness. It says you were once darkness, but now you are children of the light. Everyone say we're children of the light. Come on. And then Jesus said, if you, as long as I'm here, he said, I'm the light of the world. But the reference, the, 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 you can you know, track this out. It says, when I leave, you will become the light of the world. And then Jesus said it. You are the light of the world. No one lights a candle and hides it under a bushel, but they put it on a pedestal so that everyone can see it. He goes, you're that light. Everyone say, I am now the light of the world. Not capital L, but we get part of the original flame. And now we are the light of the world. And we have been called to overcome darkness as Jesus did. Because he said, as I am in the world, so are you in the world. So here's the deal. We're part of a family of light carriers. And I was like, well, how are we going to get everyone to light this? And I thought, well, we could just have everyone line up and one at a time come up here and light your candle and go away. And the Lord's like, that's old covenant. Like there's only one candle and everyone's got to wait in line for a chance to light the candle. He says, new covenant is, I'm going to light the candle and I'm going to light Joe's candle. And then he's going to light Mandy's candle and I'm going to light Tanya's and she's going to, and then you're going to, and see how much faster it spreads. That's new covenant. You carry the light with you. People have direct access to God. You are a kingdom of kings and priests. You are light carriers. You are bringers of light. Sorry, this is our Native American name, bringer of light. Amen? You are light bringers. So when we're done and everyone's got their candle lit, we're gonna make a declaration in prayer 
and then we'll open the altars and pray at the end. So would you just bow your heads first, though? Father, we just love you. We thank you for your gift of salvation. We thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for our sins, and we thank you that, that this season represents the birth of something new. Father, I ask that you birth new things in us. Help us to be where we need to be, doing what we need to be doing. Make us righteous. Amen. Here you go, Joe. No. If you need a candle, there's more on the back table. Yeah, that, that would help. Will you go around and start spreading it? need to slide his uh, wax guard down a little bit. He's a little too close to that flame. <laughs> we don't need the fire department to come say hi. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning, sir. We have candles right there on that back table if you'd like to grab, grab one for you and your wife. Oh, okay. So as soon as, as soon as everyone's got their candle lit, would you stand so we can see? And then we're just going to make a declaration and a prayer. Hi. Again, it's so good to see you guys. And I, I pray the Lord really touched you today. I really do. I think our heart is just going to burn more and more and more. That, that's what's happening. Stirring our hearts. Yeah. 
We do, we do, I think, yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's just love on the Lord, yeah. Might as well do something while we're doing nothing, right? Just wait, love on the Lord. Love you, Jesus. Hmm. Love you so much. I love how you speak. I love how gentle you are. Come on. How precious are your thoughts toward us, oh God. Ooh. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We love you guys. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. <clears throat> So we're just gonna make a simple, it's not, it's not some crazy powerful thing. It's, it's just what it means, all right? It's just, we're gonna declare what we're supposed to be. And so would you just say this with me? We are the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ. Representatives, Representatives of his love and light. Of his love and, light. and so now we're just gonna pray, right? So Jesus, we say yes. We thank you because, yeah, we were once darkness, but now we're children of the light. Woo. You shifted our identity. You gave us a whole new identity. You made us new creations with new passions, new hungers. Come on, new, new access to things we didn't know we had access to. By the blood of the lamb, we were given this access. And so Jesus, we thank you for calling us righteous. We thank you because we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We thank you, God, because you put us in your son and hid us in him. Yes, God. So we no longer live. Christ lives in us. And we are his love and light to the world. You're in us for us, God. You're on us for others. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I'd like for you to do one more thing. We'll open the altars. If you, if you give in person, Rodney has buckets and, and, and Brother James will have buckets. You can give your offering. If you give in online, that's, that's great as well. But I really want you to minister to one another. If it's just with inside your family, that's, that's great. But um, I want you to pray for the person close to you, someone around you. I want you to pray for them. And let the Holy Spirit pray through you. And if you want to blow these out now, you can. If you're getting a little nervous, that's all right. Uh, but yeah, we just want to make this a place of prayer. And if you're going through something right now and you need someone to just fight with you, that's why we do altar time at the end. We want to join with you. We believe Jesus will heal you. We believe he'll touch your family. We believe he'll bless you. And so um, just pray for someone close to you. And if you need prayer, we'll meet you here at the front.